The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back to another episode of HBCU. How is your boy Poopel? Got my man Aunt Patty Murphy in the building. What's good, my boy? Man, I'm still getting my butt whooped by these allergies. <laughs> Listen, making a comeback at all, bro. <clears throat> oh man, you down three one. I think it's about to be four one. Ain't gonna be four. Yeah, man, they about they about to close me out, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought I was gonna. Uh, for those of you wondering why we came back and had the watch, I thought I could get back in time. I was running back. And I was like, I don't hear the music playing no more. Oh, shoot. I ain't gonna lie. I was looking down at my phone watching this game. Yeah. Lakers up three right now. Yeah, Playing a little bit like, better than they was the other night. So, looking like I'm gonna get a flagrant foul on somebody. Yeah, I know. So, Coach LeBron in there trying to figure out what's going on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, 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 it's great to be back for another episode of HBCU. I'll talk about some some good old spouts in the HBCU realm. Uh, I guess we can start off with football, man. I want to start off, man, with uh, North Carolina Central, our, our reigning HBCU national champs. Um, this week on the floor, on the Capitol, U.S. Capitol floor, uh, they were recognized by their representative, uh, Representative Valerie Foshi uh, from North Carolina's 4th District. She basically did a resolution recognizing the team, uh, and it reads, today on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives, Representative uh, Valerie Foshi presented a resolution honoring our incredible Eagle football team and their historic HBCU national football title win. So congratulations again are coming in for them. Recognition, well-deserved recognition. Um, some I wondered, man, um, do FCS schools, do they visit the White House? As far as like when they win the national championship and stuff? <clears throat> I don't know. Some FBS schools don't. <clears throat> That's true, yeah. Uh, jo- yeah, Georgia's not... Uh, Optically, it, it looks like it. It kind of looks like oh, they're not going because you know uh, for political reasons. But it's the timing of it. It was kind of. Well, my thing is why are they going in June. They're going in June. I didn't see. That's that. why they said they couldn't. That's why they said they weren't going. It was because it's June and something about the timing of it and all that. I thought I didn't see June. I saw <clears> that <throat> they were they were trying to get them to come at the same time as the two uh, the men's and women's national uh, uh, basketball team was coming too. 
which is yeah, still like that late. Might, that might be true, but yeah, I, late I, late I, May, I which which makes still mm-hmm. makes no sense, but neither here nor there. Um, it's still still it's just crazy for them not to be going right now. Um, but yeah, man, congratulations to them. Um, let's talk about Tuskegee, man. <laughs> we keep um. Well, I say we. I always mess with Tuskegee and, and joke with them about um, they likes and stuff. Looks like that might become a reality, man. Um, for those of you who haven't seen, uh, A.D. Ruffin uh, has basically said that uh, he's, I guess, he's not opposed to Tuskegee getting likes um, and, and kind of gave a, a, a compelling argument why they should get uh uh, get likes. Uh, one of some of the reasons were uh, that it makes it difficult to time to schedule times for practice because uh, you can't do the. There's certain times the NCAA regulates that they can't have practice, um, and one of the things they have to do is kind of split up the practice so they never really is. It's rare that they get practice at the uh, with the full team at the same time. Um, if they had likes, that would make it a little bit easier for them. Um, Marquee games, uh, having those marquee games at, at night um, and getting them out of the heat, which is one thing that you know, say a lot of Tuskegee uh, alumni and fans say is a is an advantage. Um, but they said that hey, you yeah, know, player safety also though. Player safety. Uh, one thing I do want on that note with the with the the heat and staying playing in that heat. Um, this is gonna sound crazy how I'm saying, but I, you'll understand. Heat ain't heat like it used to be. Uh, it ain't he ain't heat like we could be outside uh two a days football um sometimes three days depending on what was going on uh drink your water hydrate and stuff and be out there but it is uh the heat and stuff has climbed to like astronomical numbers um when you seeing triple triple digits is is a norm in you know saying in places where you know it wasn't wasn't necessarily was and then in Alabama that humidity, you know, or yeah. other that humidity to it, yeah, that's that player safety is some serious. Um, other reasons, um, I think he said there are like six baseball and softball games uh, that could not finish due to uh, running over in time, and it started getting dark, and they couldn't finish those games. Um, so. Adding lights will allow them and say it's not fair to the student athletes, which I, I definitely agree on. But your thoughts? Yeah, that the baseball, softball is where it kind of get tricky mm-hmm. because football you can always schedule the game early enough to mm-hmm. where you can pretty much make sure it doesn't run into the dark. But you can't control how long the baseball or softball game goes. Right. You know what I mean? It's all about how many, how long it takes you to get go through those outs. You know those. Those 21 outs or whatever it is, 42 outs, whatever it is. So, you know, that might take three hours. It might take an hour and a half. You know, it just depends. So, like you say, it's unfair to those athletes on those teams to have to kind of cut games short and not be able to finish games because of a light situation that they can't control. So, I mean, it's a long time coming. I think everybody agree with that. So, I'm just glad to see some progress in it moving to look like it's going to be happening. Yeah, I keep. I said it. I said we had our man D two uh, HBCU football on. I could imagine it. it how wild it'll be 
to be at the shed, with it, you know what I'm saying, at night with the lights. Mm-hmm. Then I, you know what I'm saying, tailgate all day with that with that with that courage, that other courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be dope. Yeah, that'll be dope. <clears throat> um, something else, man, that popped up in the football realm, man. So, um, Auburn's new head coach, um, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. I was gonna say, I was gonna call that man Lane. Some Lane, and that Lane, yeah, I'm gonna call him Lane Freeze or something. Lane Kifford. I don't know. But anyway, Hugh Freeze uh, made a comment that he would love to see um, some of the Alabama schools, I guess, play against each other during the spring. Um, just to get you know, saying play against somebody. Uh, the, he said the made suggestion that the proceeds could be donated to a charity, or you know, saying it'll give you know, saying fans a chance to you know, say intermingle, um, things like that. Uh, kind of and, and kind of kind of talked about you know, saying Alabama State, Alabama A and M being the two, um, D one. Uh, HBCU programs in the state. Uh, both Coach Maynard and Coach Eddie Robinson said that that sounds like a great idea. You know, saying they w- wouldn't mind doing it. Uh, player safety comes first, um, so that's one thing they would always look into. Uh, but it would be nice to actually be able to hit somebody outside of your own team. Um, he said he could even see them doing something like that with with a Troy, uh, because you know, with them Alabama State being right there near Troy, that would be Ideal Alabama and M not far from from UAB, they could work that out, um, or they could play some other. You know, so there are also some other teams, but that you know, saying that, that intermingling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I look at this a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. So from the HBCU perspective, um, we talked about a lot of schools relying on money games to help them fund the athletic programs, not just football, but their entire athletic program right. budget. Um, if there was a way to where you could play that money game in the spring, instead of playing it in the fall, that way you don't have to risk injury during the season or, you know, all these different things. You wouldn't have to worry about it. <clears throat> a fam, you or, or someone like that who's trying to make the FCS playoffs, you wouldn't have to worry about it knocking you out of the playoffs or whatever the case may be based off your record. So I think it could help HBCUs on that front get them the money game that they need to fund their programs, but also not be a detriment to them during the season, whether it be injury or hurting their rankings or whatever the case may be. From the predominantly white institution side, like you say, it gives you a chance to hit someone other than your own team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get a better evaluation for your players. But at the same time, if you're a fan of, let's say, a UAB, would you rather watch your team play each other or would you rather watch them play another school? Oh, You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. you would yeah. you would drum up more interest from your fan base if you're playing another school. And so why not make more money? Because you most spring games are free because you're playing yourself. But if you're playing another team, yeah, you're not going to charge them full price like you would during the regular season. But you can make money off of that game. So why not do it? From the larger predominantly white institution side, most of these bigger conferences are going to eight, nine conference game schedules, mostly nine conference game schedules. So you're 
<clears throat> you're taking one of those games away, one of those non-conference games away, and most likely it's going to be that FCS opponent that you were playing. So why not go ahead and still play that FCS school, just do it in a different time of year, just do mm-hmm. it like – if you look at LSU with Southern and playing Grambling back-to-back years, you could still play Southern and Grambling, just play them in the spring. That way you still keep your money in-state and help in-state schools, but at the same time you don't have to worry about playing them in-season and hurting your your chance to make the playoffs or whatever the case may be by playing the FCS school. You can play that bigger non-conference game and it help your power rankings or your whatever, your, your CFP ranking or whatever it is. So I think it's a win-win for both sides. The problem is I think they got to find a way to kind of put egos aside and 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 kind of be willing to work with each other for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh one thing I think when you say egos, I think the one thing that's going to happen um is who who who's going to have it at what school? What school is going to host it? Um, I yeah. think that's going to be probably the the one thing that's going to stand out. Um, I got I got more. another negative, uh, another con that that I think could prevent. Okay. Um, if you're Coach Maynard, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You got a you got a wide receiver or running back or you know a defensive end or whatever the case may be. That's a stud. That's a stud. Mm-hmm. And then he, then y'all play, and y'all play Auburn in the spring game, and he rushed for 180 yards in the spring game versus Auburn, and then next thing you know, he in the transfer portal, and he playing for Auburn. You know what I mean? Like you're basically allowing your kids to showcase for Their another talent. institution. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. one negative. If you're, if you are the HBCU, you're basically let, allowing your kids to showcase for a PWI. And then with the conversation we've had in the past months about going to a PWI versus HBCU for drafts and all these other kind of things, it's almost like why would you even give them the opportunity to showcase their talent? So one of those schools who they feel like might put them in a better position to get drafted would Mm -hmm. even have that kid on his radar. Good points. Uh, great points. Well thought out. Um, I can't, I can't, I have nothing to disagree with that on. So I think that's, uh, yeah. If they, if they, my one let, if they, if they were to do away with their spring transfer portal window after spring football, I think that would, that would, that would kind of help facilitate this and make mm-hmm. teams less weary about doing it. But I don't know if that's going anywhere. Yeah, I gotta look. I, I gotta look and see. I know there's there's a, uh, windows right after signing day, and then I think in the spring, and then and in the spring you got 15 days from like April. I think like what was it? April 15th to April 30th or something like that. In there, one also. Um, there's one right after the season. Right after the season, up until like right before signing day. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So that be that is something to think about, man. Um, the your cons are are spot on. I, I didn't even think about showcasing for, mm-hmm. you know, but that is that is something to think about. Uh, in Alabama, the the thing about it, the one reason why it won't work, 
Alabama, University yeah. of Alabama, they don't play other in-state schools except for Auburn. So yeah, yeah, go figure. But I mean, like you said though, that wouldn't stop you from playing a Troy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. UAB. I think I think it'd be good for schools <clears throat> like you know, saying maybe I think even the Jacksonville the, State. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I think school it, South Alabama, State, South Alabama. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could do uh, like a rotating North, deal. North Alabama, West Alabama. Yeah. You could so. do like a rotating deal, like in in Louisiana. You could do like ULM, ULL, Grambling Southern, Louisiana Tech. You know, uh, Northwestern, Southeast. You know what I mean? And just kind of have I'm a rotating schedule. I, I tell you something. Now that you said that. Do a jamboree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have like, you know what I'm saying? Uh situation. That's the perfect football. time for that's the perfect time for a Southland Verflin, 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 you know what I mean? Or like a Sunbelt versus Swag. Mm-hmm. Like we doing like we doing football. I mean in basketball with the Pac 12, you know what I mean? Like the challenge type of deal. Yeah. Do something similar to that. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> I like that. So, uh, we're gonna let me, we got to mark Neak this down. Versus so. the CAA. We got to, yeah, we got we got to mark this down so we tell uh Dr. McClellan and get this going. <laughs> get this day going. All right, but hey, man, before we we go any further, man, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, welcome back. Uh, hey, so there's a big deal. Um, well, I say a big deal. Could be a big deal. Uh, on the horizon between uh, HBCUs and its company, uh, Play Fly Sports, HBCU uh, Elevate. You see about that? Yeah, man. <clears throat> it looked like the minority-owned, black-owned company. Uh, Play Fly has uh, got to deal with like 10 different HBCUs to where they kind of um, are like a network in a sense. And brands can partner with all 10 of those institutions at once just by making one, you know, one deal. So it's like a, a 10 for one type situation. And the money would be split evenly between the schools. That way, it's it's basically a way to help some of these HBCUs get more sponsorships and more marketing deals, but by, by putting them in uh in deals with companies that might not be interested in them otherwise. But because you get such a package deal, such a broad spectrum of schools and locations, it's kind of more advantageous. And if I'm not mistaken, the schools were um you had Coppin State, Bethune. Uh, North Carolina A and T, 
Lane, Florida Memorial, uh, Edward Waters, Savannah State, Morgan State, South Carolina State. So, um, yeah, those those institutions get a get a chance to get a few more deals, get a, get more money flowing in for those schools, and and honestly, it's it's kind of a a, a groundbreaking type of situation because I don't think we've we've ever really seen you know, a deal where multiple schools get, you know, sign one deal and get mm. all get the same uh, benefits. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, ah, there's something else um, I saw like that um, that made me think about that. This this deal here where it's, uh, nope, I'm thinking, of, you know, I'm thinking about, because we've seen this with the schools sign one deal and it goes to all the student athletes. But yeah. like you said, with mm-hmm. this, you know what I'm saying, it goes to going to multiple schools. That's actually a really good look. Um I hope to see more of this with like um, different conferences, like the MEAC may sign a deal, and, yeah. and you know, saying or, or the SIAC or or CIAA. And speaking of, speaking of SIAC, mm-hmm. these um, these brands will also have a chance to uh, sponsor certain championship events put on by the SIAC. So you know, it's and what I like about this deal is it's it's a variety of schools at different levels. You know, you got right. the you got the North Carolina A&Ts and the Bethunes, but then you also got the all the way down the lane in Edward Waters. You know what I mean? You got a variety of different sizes, a variety of different locations. So to me, it's, it's kind of spreading spreading love across the dot board. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Hey, I do want to shout out uh, because he popped in. A guy named Hakeem says, "Hey, what y'all talking about? I try to support new channels. Uh, what y'all think about job? Well, Hakeem, appreciate you for coming through. We actually talking HBCUs tonight. Um, we talked Ja last night, but we all going to talk about Ja's sister, Tanaya. Naya Morant, she committed to Mississippi Valley State, man. So congratulations to, to them. Congratulations to her. Um, I was looking. Said she is a uh, five, I think they said five, seven? Five, yeah. seven, um, five, seven point guard, that stat sheet stuffer. Um, I don't know if it matters – I mean, height matters in basketball, period. But I don't know if it matters quite as much in in on the women's side as far as uh point guards. Maybe I mean, not as point guards, but you know what I'm saying. But man, if you five seven, you probably not gonna be playing point guard. You probably gonna be playing on the wing or in the post, especially at the HBCU. But uh, it's a good pickup. Not 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 just for what she could do on the court. I say. Some clips of her, she could ball, but it brings exposure to a program that definitely needs it. Right, right. Um, that's that was one of my thoughts. Uh, if she can, you know, saying get that attention going into school, we talk about all the time. Uh, who goes to Valley as far as uh, to watch games to support and stuff because of this location. Um, but for her to pick, and when I first, it's funny because when I first saw the picture, I kind of saw it at a glance, and I was like, "Oh, fam, you picked up a good one." Chill out, because I because I saw the green, I saw the green, I said, "Oh, fam, picked up a good one." Now I read said Valley, Valley pulled this off. So, well, see, yeah. I wonder if it's because it's close to Memphis, or one of the closest to Memphis. You know what I mean? Like, he might be, he might be on. Is it closer? I had to look it up. Is it closer to Memphis than Tennessee State? That might be a good – yeah, that's probably the other second closest. 
I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm gonna have to look that up in real, real time. Uh, see how close it is. Uh, it is close. So it'll be in a, to uh, Memphis is two hours. Yeah. So let's look at uh, Nashville. Now I think Nashville to Memphis is like three hours. Yeah, I think it is like three and a half hours. Yeah, three hours. So yeah, yeah it is closer. So that's a that's a good good look, man. That's a good look for him. Um, but we talked about it all the time, though, bro. How do you get like this, a simple way that you could get exposure is social media, bro? Oh you yeah, know what I mean, and just the social media presence that come, you know, what I mean? like it's eyes on your program. Anyway, is is never a bad thing. So it's that's almost exactly what the doctor ordered for Mississippi Valley, not just for the women's basketball team, but for the school and the athletic department as a whole. Bingo. Jock coming to a game, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can see it now. Jock coming to home, coming to kick it with little sis. You know what I'm saying? I can see all of it now. Yeah, he, he'll have some free time on his hand. Akeem, you said, you said, <laughs> Akeem, you said, uh, are we going to talk about him? There you go. He going he gonna to have some free time on his hands, unfortunately. Uh, I did. I know we talked about it a little bit last night, uh, or talked about it a lot last night. Um, Half a season is something I heard floating around. That's way too long, bro. Way uh, that's what Miles I, Bridges I, got thirty games, bro, and he committed a crime. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's just that's way like you said, way too long. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, let's move on to some baseball, man. Uh, I was trying. I was trying to go back and look. I was trying to go back and look at the preseason uh, predictions. Oh, I know um, who I picked in the West. Yeah, I know I picked in the East. Um, I was trying to see who the SWAC had, the, you know what I'm saying, the media had. I oh, want to say it was yeah. Southern, possibly, out of the West. Southern and Southern out of the West. I know Alabama State was in the East. Um, Wait, was it Southern? It might have been Southern. Yeah, uh, I think it was Southern. Um, Grambling was second, and Jackson PV? State, PV, I think, and Jackson State was fourth. Um, Jackson State in the East. In the East, okay. All right. Well, who was second in in the East? I can't remember. Either way, right now as it stands, Alabama State has already clinched uh, first place in the East. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Grambling has also clinched first place in the West. Uh, so those will be your, your, your one and two seeds. Um, yeah, Grambling got PV this weekend. Yeah, uh, I gotta look and see what state got. I want to say state got like Valley, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they, if I'm not mistaken, they got the word the last place team in the east. I could be wrong though, I haven't looked at it. I looked at it last, I looked at it Monday. Um, but I just I, and I forgot. Shout out to Coach Warren though, man. Yeah. I told you them grant them them boys over there doing big things, man. They did, man. They they, they made a, a a strong, very strong push on the back half of the season. Oh no, they actually have. Uh, I was wrong. Fam, you. They've got fam, you. Yep. So. Yep. So. Uh, I tell you who else was making a push. Uh, Bethune. Bethune was making a push. Yeah, Boone. Right? Yeah, they've been playing. Prairie View. Prairie View been playing. Go down the street. Ball down the street. Ball down the street. Ball down the street. Ball down the street. Um, them and Southern both. Yeah, so uh, it's just good to see them. Uh, I do want to say, uh, now that their their season is officially over, man, congratulations to Dillard, man. Dillard University, uh, DU, 
Uh, started to see, we talked about this. They started the season off like horrible, very rocky. Um, they got into conference play, turned things around, uh, got second place. Uh, it went into the tournament as second place uh, or the number two seed. Ended up winning the, the GCAC tournament. Uh, and ended up going to the NAIA tournament and uh, they lost. And you know, but 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 double elimination tournament, and they lost both opening games. But uh, inaugural season, man, uh, nothing to hang your head about. It's a lot to build on. Um, I look forward to seeing them. I think the the next year or, or next two years, man, um, they'll be in the BC uh, that Black College War Series in, in Montgomery. Yeah, definitely. And kudos to uh, Florida Memorial for winning that too. Yeah, yeah, big shout out. So, um, yeah, we I talked, man. 19 innings, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, nice. show. Yeah. 19 innings. It was uh, a <laughs> – the score was like – what was the final score? 5-4? Five, 5-4, yeah. Five, yeah. Yeah, so big, big, big. Um, and there's been some more coaches who um getting the chance to participate in that uh, Bill Walsh diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Gremlin's special teams coach, if I'm not mistaken, and there's been a few other coaches who've been getting the opportunity to go to some mini camps and rookie camps for the NFL. So good to see that uh, more HBCU coaches getting a chance to expand their knowledge of the game. Hopefully, you know, something, some kind of network, some kind of connections get established to where they we start seeing more climb the ranks. Right. Yeah, so – um, this next story, man. Um, we talked about this last year, uh, or this summer. Um, and you, many of you may remember this story when uh, the Delaware State women's lacrosse team was uh, heading back from uh, a game they had, a match they had. Um, they were pulled over by in Georgia by the I think it was the Liberty County uh, Sheriff's Department. Um, they were told basically accused of having drugs, then told they weren't going to be searched, and then they were searched, um, illegally searched. Um, it was reported up to, I mean, even the governor of Delaware uh, reported them up to the Department of Justice. Well, that one just, that, that case has just been settled or reached an agreement. And, um, hmm, um, Per uh, uh, the Department of Justice released the DOJ released a statement that per conditions of the agreement, Liberty County will review its bias free policing policies and make necessary updates to its policies on traffic enforcement and searches and develop and implement a data collection procedures, among other provisions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, man, it sounds like thoughts and prayers, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So we got caught, so we'll do do something, which is nothing, but we'll say we did something. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of BS, if you ask me. You know, that's a bunch of BS. Talk to them. So today at FAMU, there was a bomb threat called in. They had to um, evacuate the entire campus. Thankfully, fortunately, there was no bomb found. But it just goes to show 
the uphill battle these institutions still face today that people claim there's no no there's no hatred there's no whatever you want discrimination there's no whatever you want to call it but obviously these institutions were created for a reason mm-hmm. and they're still serving a reason and a need in our community today and that's why they these things happen because they're still a threat and that's why we must support them. And that's why we must, you know, make sure that they stay for the long haul like they've been doing, that they keep surviving because they are a threat. And that's why they're trying to take them. That's why they're trying to close them. That's why they're trying to defund them. That's why there's the war on HBCUs that there is, is because they're such a threat. So keep supporting them, man. And, and y'all pray for them people down there, family. Yeah, man. Uh, FAMU, the only public institution, uh, public HBCU uh, in in Florida. Um, with everything going on politically, man, I'm just exactly. praying, exactly. praying that they, you know, saying can <clears throat> get through without, uh, you know, saying any interruptions to to not just traditions, but to also uh, just, you know, saying what they should be that, you know, so. Yeah. Um, last thing, man, and we can get ready to close out, man. Uh, our condolences go out to um, Fort Valley State University. They lost one of their legends, uh, uh, Mr. Wilson Gosher. Uh, he he actually so looking at this in 1957, he came to Fort Valley State at the age of 16. And was mm. a three three sport athlete: football, basketball, <clears throat> and baseball. Um, so, uh, Mr. Gosher, uh, it was uh, trying to see where it says. Um, Said uh, he began his career as an official uh, at Fort Valley State, officiating intramural sports uh, while he was a student. And then it basically led him to a 30-year career as an official in football and basketball at every level in sports. He retired an NFL official in 84. Uh, He continued to uh, officiate college football and basketball games until the early 90s. Say our condolences to Mr. Gosher and his family. You know, saying and um, and just imagine not just going to college at sixteen, but to be a three sport athlete at that age. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. <clears throat> man, man, man. But man, uh, that's all we got, man. That's all I got. You got something else before we get up out of here? Nah, bro. Um, I ain't got nothing. I know when we come back. Come back on Monday. Uh, I'm gonna talk some transfer portal. All right, all right. Talk some transfer portal because there's some teams, some teams been under the radar picking up a lot of, a lot of prospects. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. You Go seen ahead. them lists, them top ten lists? I have. I heard about some and some people not happy with them, but yeah, yeah, I've seen some, some top something lists. Just do a top list. What you think? Yeah, we can do one. You talking about right now? Or you're gonna do it on Monday? Nah, let's wait. Let's put some All thought right. into it. All right, we can definitely do that. 
definitely do that. Um, I know at least we gonna have to. We we definitely gonna do. We ain't gonna just talk about this upcoming season. Let's talk about top programs, football programs, HBC football programs. Oh yeah, so you what you trying to do is you trying to do a ranking, a historical ranking. Let's do that. We gonna do a historical ranking. We it's not just gonna be us. We gonna get we gonna get the people involved. We're gonna reach out to our peoples. We're gonna get the people involved. It's gonna be y'all be on well. the lookout for that. Yes, it's coming. Yeah, so hey, that's all I got. It's the man. best HBCU job out there. Y'all tell us. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. All right, man. We gotta get up out of here. I gotta help these Lakers out, man. But uh I gotta go take me some Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Like that, we out. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.